Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Kristen Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy. And I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Welcome to episode 18. Today we're going to be talking about commitment-based leadership and I'm fired up. I'm super excited for this episode because today what I'm going to offer is an opportunity for you to think about your leadership in your life. I'm going to start you off with a quote. I love this quote. I'm going to read it to you. Woo, it's awesome. So a person who is a master in the art of living makes little distinction between their work and their play, their labor and their leisure, their mind and their body, their education and their recreation, their love and their religion. They hardly know which is which, and they simply pursue their vision of excellence and grace, whatever they do, leaving others to decide whether they're working or playing. To them, they are always doing both. That's Lawrence Pearsall Jacks, and it's a fantastic quote because it really opens up um, a different kind of world for us, and I love what he's framing here for us to consider. So let's start with a question. Do your commitments determine your reality or does your reality determine your commitments? I want you to think about that for a moment. Do you have a commitment to a legacy you're trying to create, whether it's with your spouse, your kids, your family, um, or specifically at work with your team, your organization? Do your commitments determine how you deal with reality or does your reality Do the circumstances that just show up every single day determine what you feel you can commit to? And I think that's a really powerful question because it opens up the kind of future we're living into. We're either living into a future that we're committed to, not that that future is easy to realize, but it's a future that we're committed to, or what we're doing is we're living a life based on limits. And being able to live in a, in a place of comfort, the question is designed to have us really look at our life and be honest about where we're not being who we're meant to be, where we're not being authentic, because who we're meant to be is actually bigger than any of us actually are able to you know, strive for. So it's normal for us, it's super normal for us to have stopping points, to have limits. It's how human beings are wired. But we're also wired to create and it requires, to, this, this act of creating requires a conscious choice on our part. So what does that mean for our leadership? So our thought for today is that leadership isn't something that we do or have or take or something we're given. It's something that we cause. That's right. Leadership is a choice. You have to choose it. You have to choose to take on the moment. Anyone can at any time, and it requires a continual re-choosing. And I think that part is super important to really get because we all get tired. We all get uh, hit walls. We all get to the point where we say enough. We all have that stop. And I think it's important to understand that because there's a continual rechoosing. 
to be a leader. You know what I'm talking about. You know this to be the case. You've been on teams that choose resignation and complaining over leadership. The hard part is that limits, like being resigned, complaining, giving up, giving in, uh, not caring, uh, shutting down, they're all signs of hitting limits. And, And hitting limits are our default. That's just how we're wired as human beings. So it takes choice to go into leadership. And it takes choice not to, I said earlier, to be a leader. I would say it differently. It takes choice to be leader. I would omit the A because being leader is actually embodying, you know, a, a future, a commitment, who you're being as leader instead of being a leader, which now gives us this idea that we're putting on a hat or a role. It's not a role that we play. It's who we are, right? I don't, I don't come home and I'm like, now I'm a parent. I mean, I can, but then I kind of suck as a parent. Um, But when I come home, uh, I'm not parent, like a parent. I am the parent that's on the premise because there's probably some moral and legal obligations. But who I am, especially at dinner time, if I'm thoughtful about it and I'm staying true to my commitment and my purpose is, you know, I am joy, I'm fun, I'm connection. That's who I am. And that's the that's a leadership choice in that moment. That's the kind of leader I'm being at the table to be present with my kids and create something different for the kind of family that either I want or I want for them. You know, so that's what I mean by be leader. When I title this episode Commitment Based Leadership, it really does mean that. It means that we have some kind of commitment that's important to us so that we're leaving a legacy by design. We're living a life by design instead of default because the default's going to show up in two ways. Either we don't have something that we're excited or committed to um, and we're just living a life that's got no vision and just we're just doing life, right? Or we're going to have a commitment and at some point we're still going to default into some of our old ways of being uh, because it requires a continual choosing to cause leadership. You have to cause it. You have to cause leadership to occur and you have to consciously choose it. So there's something really important about that. We see that all the time. You know, you can look to nature. You can see how easy it is for a weed to grow. Oh my gosh, it grows like crazy in my yard. And it's a conscious choice to get out there and pull them and to actually be on top of growing what I want to have out there. That's a conscious choice, (laughs) right? And so the same is true for us as human beings. Um, And much like water to paper, um, you see if you drop water on paper or, you know, in my life's case, when my kid drops chocolate milk on my important papers for my clients, it can't be compartmentalized. It just starts to seep all over. And the more you default to limits in other areas of your life, the harder it is to exercise leaders, leadership across other areas. So if I am not able to continuously choose and exercise leadership in um, the realm of, let's say, um, my relationships and my friends or whatever, then it's going to be even harder for me to exercise it effectively at work. And some of you might be thinking, well, that's, there's some truth to that, but there's not some truth to that. I didn't say you can't exercise it one or the other. I just say it's going to be harder. You're not going to be able to even know that you're hitting blind spots because once you're able to exercise leadership in more areas of your life, the greater you'll start to see a different way of being able to um, 
exercise leadership effectively. And it's going to show up in a myriad of ways. You're going to find that, um, and it depends on how it sits for you, right? But you're going to find that you might be less, um, uh, you might be more patient. You might be um, more open to hearing ideas. You might be um, uh, more able to come up with ideas. You might be um, have a greater ability to begin to facilitate new options. You might find that um, you are able to collaborate in a different kind of way. You might find that um, maybe you're collaborative, but you're able to actually be a little bit more competitive, which is important for you. Um, you know, to push yourself a little bit harder. Whatever it is, wherever we're holding back in one area of our life, it it just has an impact. I can't quantify the amount, but it has an impact in other areas of our lives. And that's the deal, my friends. I'm not making this stuff up. There's good research out there that shows this over and over and over again. And strong leaders choose leadership in more than one domain of their life, um, whether that's as a parent, with family, in relationships, personal relationships, with fitness, with health, with career, with self, with finances, um, whatever that looks like. And this is really important because the foundation of leadership really starts with commitment. So that's why we're talking about commitment-based leadership. Um, there's different forms of commitment-based leadership. There might be the commitments that teams make to each other or employees make to each other around work. But for this particular context and episode, I'm really talking about, again, exercising leadership as a practice and creating legacy. So the foundation of leadership and the commitment I'm talking about is the kind of commitment that we're having to the kind of legacy that we want to create. So I'm going to bring us back then to our questions. Do your commitments determine your reality? Or does your reality, the circumstances that just show up every day, determine your commitments, what you can commit to? I want you to really think about that question. So it, it actually backs you up to answer the first part. Like, am I clear about what I'm committed to? What I'm excited about? What I'm passionate about? The kind of legacy I want to create? Um, that's the first question. And then second, you get to answer like, okay, great. Like, how am I living that? So, you know, it's possible that you have a commitment to a mission at work, to safe schools, to healthy families. Uh, maybe your commitments to your people, um, to an inspired team, or maybe you're a senior leader and you're, you don't see teams, but you oversee teams of leaders. So you've got a commitment to creating unstoppable leaders, um, you know, leaders that know how to just... Um, you know, take over situations and do incredible things and create extraordinary results, right? Whatever that looks like for you, that might be your commitment. Leadership is about taking a stand, taking a stand for a future that isn't going to happen on its own. And so it requires that you see what's happening today and who you're being and then declare what future you want and decide who you need to be. They go hand in hand because you're leading others. So you have to really declare for yourself what's possible and who you need to be and then begin to share. The key to transformation after those two questions is share, share, share. You keep it to yourself, the transformation dies. It's There's great research. Go find it. It's true. Just even look at your own life. The key to this kind of commitment and transformation and legacy is you sharing over and over and over again. It makes it real because now you've put something out in the world. It's not just in your head and you get to invite others into that commitment. I worked with a leader once who, um, it was just dynamic, uh, but they were struggling to get a result. So this is someone who 
knew how to get results, um, you know, was pretty dynamic, was well-respected, um, and yet they were still struggling to get the breakthrough that they wanted. You know, they sat down with me and they're like, Chris, I don't know why this is not happening. I know what the goal is. I'm really clear about it. I feel like I've been um, tenacious. I feel like I've been consistent. I've been persistent um, with this team around why this matters. I've been following up. I've been holding people accountable, and I don't know why things are moving. And um, it was fascinating because uh, you know, on the surface, it looked just right, but we're talking about leading others, powerful commitment and who this, I got a really good picture of, of what this person wanted. Um, not what they were committed to, but their goal. Right. And I, and I got a really good idea of who they thought they needed to be to achieve this goal. And then we spent some time with their team and what you found, what I found was that, um, being tenacious, you know, being persistent and consistent, um, was important, but that's not what the team needed. The team didn't find a lot of meaning in the goal. They hadn't connected, um, you know, to that goal. It's not that they were ignoring it. They just, they just, it wasn't there for them. So there wasn't um, an appropriate goal at their level either that they could really drive towards that would help connect to the larger goal. And what this leader found was that being tenacious and persistent wasn't who they needed to be. They needed to be inspiring. So they got to choose that. That wasn't easy for this leader because this leader got to where they were by by holding others accountable, by being results driven, and by being tenacious. All right. And to get to the next level, they needed to have a different kind of commitment. They needed to have a commitment to a team that was going to be inspired and that was eventually going to, you know, get the result. But that meant that they needed to be inspiring. So they really had to think through, um, you know, like what would someone who was inspired look like? What would they sound like? What would they say? Um, what needed to be in place? And again, um, for them, the missing system was the four keys of strategy execution. And once they were able to put that in place um, with us, then they were able to, you know, really think even better about like, okay, now what does it look like um, to not just be inspiring? And I don't mean like fake, like charismatic, like I am super inspiring, but what does it look like to truly be excited about a vision? And the vision wasn't about the community. The vision that this person needed to have was for that team in their lives. And so um, in the process of developing the system, the four keys of strategy execution, this leader figured out what were some of the biggest pain points and the impacts that this team was dealing with. And then they were inspired to create a future for this team, home for dinner. Like that was the vision, home for dinner. Folks could just be home and be present. They could go home on time. Like that's the vision. And that was inspiring. Like that's very different. I worked with another leader. Um, she was awesome. And um, she thought that um, what was important was to collaborate. And she was really great at collaborating. And when you started talking to her team, because once once the the once who they need to be in the commitment is out there, you share. And then you start to hear back, like, how do other people see you, right? And this person wasn't really seen as collaborative. They were seen as a compromiser. Like they were great at collaboration as a leader of a team. But in terms of this leader coaching up or coaching across teams, they didn't collaborate with other teams. They, they were looked at as being someone who compromised. So they created a future that they wanted um, that uh, looked really different. And what they found is that they needed to be someone who held others accountable even their own leaders, even their own peers, that's who they needed to be. Was not comfortable, but that's who they needed to be. Now, if I went in and said, you know what, you just need to be like someone who is more um, accountability driven, um, then we would just be working on like practicing being, you know, um, 
uh, and holding others accountable. But that lives in a vacuum because that's just no fun. So it has to live this practice of who we are because we get to choose who we get to be. But that's not easy. That's a practice. It has to live inside of a commitment, something that we're passionate about because you know what? It's going to be hard. So that's why the commitment is so important. Um, that's why, um, for me, we always talk about creating extraordinary results. Extraordinary leaders are created in the process of developing extraordinary results. And I think that's really important. You can't have leadership development exist in a vacuum. It can't be behavior-based or competency-based. The behaviors show you what might be different, but this has to exist inside of the realm of creating some kind of result, a commitment that someone's super excited about because it's not going to be easy. It's like I'm right-handed. It's like writing with my left hand. I can do it but it kind of sucks. Like you can't really read Chris and Ebro super easy. Um, but the more I practice it, the better it gets. But just practicing on my own would bore me to tears. But if I had um, a commitment to surprise somebody, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to show somebody like how awesome this is and just like freak them out, um, then maybe I'm just making that up. But you kind of get the point that I'm going for here, which is super um, central to all of this commitment-based leadership. So I focus heavily in my consulting practice around developing and building systems with leaders, building systems around how to manage the work, so the daily work, um, how to manage the strategy or the goals. Um, all of that's important. It starts right there. And then once that's in place, then you know nothing else can um, come next without leadership. So you can't have leadership then without a clear commitment and you can't realize your commitment without clarity on who you need to become. That's just central. That's how these two things are linked together. So the thought for the day is really a question. And I'm just going to, I'm going to ask it one more time for you to think about it as you're living your day. Do your commitments determine your reality? Or does your reality, do your circumstances, does life determine what you're committed to? Think about that. And I'm going to leave you with that question. That's that's our episode. That's our thought for the day. I'm super excited you guys were able to join me on this series. I love taking a look at leadership. I love other people who challenge me to grow because I want to live a life that's just full and fun. I want to just say I'm having a blast with life before it all goes you know, black on me. And so with that, I'm just excited that you guys get to be on this journey with me. Um, you know, cause I know you all wake up every single day and you matter and you want to live a life that matters and you want to make a difference. And so my job, my role here is to make sure that you can think through how to make more of a difference instead of just making things work, especially in the workplace. So with that, again, I'm making another plea. If you haven't rated, um, subscribed or reviewed, especially reviewed the podcast, I would love that from you or just drop me an email. And with that, I'll see you guys next week.